Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there. I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're going to give you 10 costly selling mistakes. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a great show today, if I do say, because we are going to talk about 10 costly selling mistakes that you might be making, and we're not talking about the obvious stuff. Overpricing, you need to paint, you need to clean. We're not talking about that kind of stuff. We're talking about things you may not have thought about or you may not want to hear. Okay, so we've got a few here. No particular order, but uh, before we get into that, uh, let's just talk a little bit about what's been happening with the market. So we had... Easter weekend, long weekend, this past weekend. And as we predicted, uh, there's a fair bit more inventory that's come out. I know yesterday in the Since East then, End, yeah. I think yeah. we had 40 listings in the East End. There were almost 60 downtown condos listed yesterday. So that was nice to see. Yeah. So I think it's also really nice weather right now. Yes, yeah, spectacular. It's bizarre. We'll take it. But um, so all of these things combined, I think we should have a pretty strong couple of weeks. Yeah, I would say, we're, I think we're going to, I think we're going to be strong right through till, you know, mid. The end of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. August might be quiet, but I, that, other than that, I think that the rest of this year is going to be strong. Yeah, I think we are absolutely on the upswing, uh, whatever dip we had. It was a dip, relatively substantial in some areas more than others, but I absolutely think we hit the bottom some time ago and have started to go back up. Mm -hmm. So we always say on this show, uh, you know, you never know you're at the bottom until you start going the other way. Yeah, how impossible this time to go the other way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so we've had, I think, it's the third month in a row with price increases. Uh, We're still down from last year, but we're going up month over month. So if it's, you know, if you're buying or thinking about buying I would be really strongly looking at those numbers and giving some consideration to doing it sooner than later. Because you think it's going to continue to go up. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, interest rate uh, announcement was today, right? Yeah, I have to apologize. I haven't Me too. So paid I'm attention just, to I'm going to look that up <laughs> as we go. It was expected to be not much of an announcement. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's uh, it held steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no change there. So that will also you know bring some some life back in yeah i think people are getting used to reality i think that people are um fed up or tired with the state of inertia inertia and you know staying out of the market out of fear and their their mindset has changed and people are are getting back into it yeah uh we need more sellers we need more sellers and um we need more everything yeah buyers we need sellers we need listings we need I think the buyers are wanting to come back, but there's still not a lot for them to choose from. And so, I mean, those sellers are doing well, but we need more choice. We need more choice, yeah. And then for that to happen, we need more for those sellers to go 
by themselves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that's kind of a bit of a bit of a I guess recap of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an interesting rest of the month. Yeah. Let's get into our topic today, which is as we mentioned, ten kind of costly selling mistakes that you might be making or not want to admit you're making or not want to think about making. Yeah, things you might not have thought about. And yeah. I mean, you know, when we say selling mistakes, there are some really obvious things that are at the top of the list. We're not talking about those today. Yeah, those are things you should know by now, hopefully. All right, so what's on your list of the things you might not have thought about or not want to hear? Okay, so the first one I wanted to mention is uh, not listening to the professionals. So quite often, Leslie and I, if not always, will bring a stager through and give the seller some sort of consultation or ideas on what they should be doing. Now, most of the time, I would say people listen, but there is the the odd couple or odd family that decides that they know better than the stager and they like their furniture better. They like their paint choices better. They prefer the look of what they have. They don't feel like they need to declutter all the things the stager has told them and they just refuse to do it. And what I want to say about that is that number one, when a stager comes through your property, they're not giving their opinion or their particular taste preferences. They are giving you an idea of what you can do to make sure you get the most dollar value for your property. Right. And they're not they're not saying anything about what they think of your design choices and your taste. It's not about that. Designing for living is is different than designing for selling. Yeah. And so there's no reason to be offended or... Um, or refuse. Or refuse from a taste perspective. Um, you know, uh, I often hear, in addition to not agreeing with the stages, stages recommendations, I think probably even more often than that, uh, the pushback I hear is it's too much work and they don't think the return will be worth the effort. Right. I hear that a lot. All we can really tell you people is that we do this for a living every day. We see it every day over and over again. And I can tell you that if you do what is recommended that you do by a professional, you will get more money, period. Mm -hmm. And if you choose not to listen, then that's up to you. But you have to understand that you are not the professional. The professional is the professional. And they do this for one reason only, and that is to try to get you the most you can for the property by having it look its best. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. So these people that think, well, my furniture is so much nicer and I don't understand why I would do that or it's much better how I have it this way, you know. And you have to test your real estate agent there as well because there are instances, aren't there, Janelle, when there are is the odd case or circumstance where I would not even bring a stager through. So yeah. the fact that I am is indicating that um, this is the way to make you more money. Yeah. And I mean, even, uh, you know, quite often we do this ourselves, right? We, yeah. we sometimes hire external stagers. Sometimes right. we do it ourselves, but we know what sells. Right. And so if you have, for example, a house that's like, um, 
you know, only going to be a teardown and of interest to exactly. demolishers and builders. Yeah. I cares? wouldn't even bring in a stager. No, but I would state, clean. Yeah. I, would, I would tidy it yeah. up and not a state not sale. Clean, I, I might just tidy up. Yeah, and move exactly. Around. So, you know, the fact that we're recommending someone to come in shows promise for your place that it could be improved and you could make more money a different way. That's right. And so the, uh, the pushback in terms of, you know, better is... Um, ignorant and the pushback in terms of too much effort, like overwhelming. I can't do all that. You know, you know that's where your agent uh, comes in to uh, you know offer you resources and help to to get it done. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it comes down to money. Yeah, if you don't want to make extra money or you don't want to make the most you can, that's your prerogative. That's true, but don't expect mm-hmm. to get top dollar when you still have. Yeah hideous furniture and (laughs) really dark paint on the wall, which you might like, and I might like too, but from a selling perspective, it doesn't work. And you know, every seller who does push back in this regard will point to the house that did do really well, regardless of uh, staging. And you know, the answer to that is, you know, first of all, wonderful, but secondly, how much better would they have done if they had staged? And there is going to be the odd outlier that is a property that someone wants no matter what. That's right. That can happen. Yeah. But usually, you know, that person got great money, but they would have gotten even better money. Yeah. No question. And not only that, but faster. Yes. And faster. faster sales. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a big one for me. And I think stagers are sophisticated and um, can read people well. Gone out with a couple lately and they know what buttons they can push with the seller. That's right. And they're only going to recommend what is uh, necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a number two. By the way, look for my listing in the next couple of weeks that has a purple bedroom and a red bedroom. Okay. (laughs) All right. Right. But they'll look fabulous. Yeah. Because we're going to (laughs) stage. Yes. Yes, exactly. Around the purple and red. Right. Although in your... Like to be honest, though, like in a real in the real world, you would have preferred yes, yes, and asked yes, but the seller refused yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's their right. That's their right. But they as just long have as they to know. know the implications. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, number two. This 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 is a big one, I think, for all realtors, um, and that is a seller listening to what their neighbors or their friends or their family say about what their house should be worth. Mm-hmm. Instead of listening to the professional, they decide that it's better that they listen to the neighbors. Yeah, I mean, like this in Toronto, real estate is the number one topic of conversation. So everybody's going to have an opinion on yeah. everything, including the value of your home. So mm-hmm. it's no surprise that um, people are talking and mm-hmm. you're going to get messages, often missed messages, mixed messages from everyone you speak to. That's right. So hear them, put them in your back pocket. And uh, disregard them then. Yes, because I often get people come to me and say, well, you know, Betty says we're listing it too low and she doesn't understand that offer date strategy and she's concerned. And I'm like, who is Betty? And why does she have an opinion? Is she a realtor? Yeah. Um, So I think that that's a huge mistake. And I think that you've chosen your realtor for a reason and you have to trust that that person knows what they're doing and has their best in your best interest at heart. And if you don't trust that they know what they're doing, you pick the wrong person, Mm -hmm. pick somebody who you do trust Mm -hmm. and then leave it at that. Let them do their job. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And see how it works. And it's sort of, it's sort of like, uh, the way you parent, right? You don't, you don't, you don't 
give them trouble for something they haven't done yet. It's the same kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't think the worst when it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Just trust the process mm-hmm. and, and let it go. You know, and you think about other aspects of your life. I mean, um, if your neighbor had an opinion about whether you should have two wisdom teeth taken out or four as recommended by your oral surgeon, would you care? Yeah. About that opinion? Right. Would you listen to it? That's right. You'd hear it and then you'd like ignore it. Right. I think it's the same. Yes. And if there's one thing about the residents of Toronto, it is that they are, most of them think they know Mm -hmm. everything about real estate. And so some of them might, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you have to go with the person you paid to do the job. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, number three, I thought this was important because uh, I see this happen all the time. And it's when you finally do put the house on the market and you have showings and you get feedback and all the feedback's the same, but you don't listen to the feedback. Yeah. So perhaps the feedback is, uh, it's a nice house, but it's too dark. Then maybe you should take it off the market and paint it a light color or maybe the feedback is it's overpriced or maybe the feedback is it often we get feedback that will be consistently the rooms are too small and that means price right or that's another way of saying price it's all about price usually isn't it so um i think it's really important to take that feedback and really have a conversation with your realtor and hopefully they're providing feedback to you on a regular basis with every showing as much as we can we don't always get it's hard it's hard I think maybe 50 percent of the Mm -hmm. time you get it and if you're hearing the same things over and over you have to have a conversation with your agent and just discuss how to proceed Mm -hmm. because you can't you can't ignore it it's it's but they but people do all the time yeah I'm going through that now just with a lease listing there is only one message that we've received Right. And the um, the uh, owner of the unit essentially doesn't care. Right. Or thinks they're wrong or wants what she's asking. Right. Yes. The feedback doesn't matter. Yeah. And the feedback is unanimous. Yeah. Yes. And um, it's, do I do there. find that's, that's most, most of the, uh, of the time that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I can, and I'm sure you can too, I can pretty much judge as I'm about to put something on the market what the feedback's going to be. Yes, yeah, exactly. You can pretty much tell. Yeah, right. And within 12 hours of posting that listing, you know whether things are going well or not because even in the down market, if it's a good property, you're getting showings within an hour mm-hmm. or two. And people are starting to come and they're, they're interested. And if you're not, if it's radio silence for a couple of days... Something's gone awry. Yeah, you've missed the mark, and that's price. And that's it's always no other price. way. It's always price. Yeah, or a couple, or one of these other things I'm going to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the next major selling mistake is cheaping out. Yeah. What do you mean by that? On your agent. So oh, I mean, on your agent. You go for the discount. You are picking your agent based on cost on price instead of what that person can do for you. You mean cost to use that agent. You mean commission, not commission. Mm -hmm. So I, we've all come across this and people want to haggle for commission, which I, this is not something I understand. I, I think this is your biggest investment you should be 
you should be, uh, you know, investing in your investment. Uh, but I think the old adage of you get what you pay for comes into play here when you are choosing your realtor, because if you are not spending enough money and the not giving the agent enough commission, then they cannot do all the things that they need to do to make the property marketable. You can't have professional videos and photos and staging and uh, floor plans, marketing, and marketing, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't understand how people sometimes think properties sell magically out of thin air, but all the work that goes into all of that pre-work, the photos, the everything we've just talked about, and then marketing, marketing a property costs thousands of dollars. You have to market it everywhere. If you're not doing all of that effectively, then you can't expect to get a lot of people through the door. And really our job is in, in a way has become how many bodies can I get through the door? Mm-hmm. That's usually what makes, and it's the marketing and, and the presentation of the property that gets people in the door. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't, if you aren't paying someone enough to be able to afford to do that, then they're not going to be able to do that. Right. Period. Yeah. And if you find someone who will, who will offer all those services at a lower commission, it's generally someone new, yes. someone inexperienced, right. and uh, someone doing it for another reason that's not always the right reason. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I it think- It is, you get what you pay for. You do. And, you know, people who are in this business full-time, and we're not here to tell you to, you know, spend a fortune on your realtor, but- I'm saying if you are hiring someone who does this for for a living full time and they have the expertise and the knowledge and that's what you want in a realtor, you have to understand that comes out of cost, mm-hmm. right? The the Joe Blow discount 1% can't put the marketing in. Mm-hmm. They just can't. There's not enough money <laughs> they, they can't, mm-hmm. unless they're working at a loss. Right. So very important, I think, that you know where you sit in this. If you don't care about all of that kind of stuff, and you think the house will just sell itself, then go for it, mm-hmm. right? But if you want to get the most you can, which I think most of us do, then all of this effort has to go in, and that costs money. Right. All right. Uh, next one on our list is, kind of goes along with this, is not taking professional photos. So again, how you have the property marketed and presented is so important, but you have to understand that I think the latest statistic is like 99% of people find the house they want to buy online. So either their realtor has sent it to them or they find it on one of the many sites and they will choose the ones with nice photos. It's a visual business. Yeah. Yeah. It's the visuals that make the first impression. That's right. So if you your realtor is taking photos with their themselves with their iPhone or something else that is not going to sell the property effectively you need a professional who sells who does this all the time so not only do they know how to get the angles and the lighting right but they also know how to have them appropriately sized for the Toronto real estate board so it should come in a nice package for you where you have photos and video and floor plans and all that kind of stuff. This is really, really, really important for you when you're getting your house on the market. 
Yeah, I mean, do you see a lot of? Yes. Yeah. I think in certain parts of the city, low end condos, types of properties, yeah. you see it more often. Yeah. Like I, one came out yesterday uh, that I was, I have a client interested in. I was interested in for my client and the, the photos, obviously by the realtor's handheld device, taking these terrible pictures, they're not sized properly. They're the wrong orientation. The, the ones, yeah. It kills me when they're sideways. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, you saw that and you decided to leave it. That's that right. Way. Yeah. yeah. You get fingers. It's in all, the picture. it's such a visual world. And you know, if it doesn't grab you in picture form, video form, then you're, you're not going to be excited to see it. Yeah. So if you're a seller sitting there right now and your house is on the market and you don't have professional photos done, ask your realtor to get a professional in, please. Like, I think it's, it's the most important thing you can do Mm -hmm. no matter what. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oh, the next one's a good one. Not making it available when you have it for sale or putting time restrictions on the showings. Yeah, I think we've all had that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it tough. I mean, when you're, if you're motivated and serious about selling, you want to do whatever you can to make it as easy as possible for all as many potential buyers as possible. Yeah. So Bodies putting any door. restrictions in the way of a buyer's uh, excitement is a problem, including... Yeah you know, certain hour res- or day restrictions. Yeah. And, you know, I most commonly see it, I guess, um, with when there's young children. So there's nap time and going to bedtime. But I also saw a bit of an uptick in it um, with COVID, with people working yes. from home. I think it's a, it's, um, it's kind of a newer phenomenon in the last couple of years where people are really making it um, restricted to get in, to let people get in. And I say, that's no way to sell a house. No. You're not going to sell a house if you don't, Say you yes, yes immediately, please. And you don't get out. You, yeah, you, you have to get right. out. Right. So even if you're still working from home, that's your work situation. Walk around the block. Like you got to get out. Yeah. And you got to uh, accept all appointments and get out of the property. And here, here's what I would recommend for the average person. And, and this is, this may sound uh, terrible for some people, but if you have an offer date set. So you've listed the property a little low and you're expecting to get multiple offers. You should move out, period. And I'm sorry that that sounds, you know, absolute, but I think that's how I feel. And if you should budget for an Airbnb for five or six days or go to your families or friends, but you and the whole family should really move out to do yourself a favor, and making sure people can get in at any times. Like we've had showings that have been so, or listings that have been so busy over the last couple of years that, and no doubling up on appointment times because of COVID, that's largely stopped or Mm -hmm. at least 50% stopped. But people would go at midnight Mm -hmm. or 11 at night or six in the morning because that's the only time they could get in. Yeah, You need to expose it to the market, to as many bodies as possible getting through that door. So if you are home, and restricting showing times, like you said, there's there's just no hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, I mean, it's critical with that uh, selling strategy. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you have a bit more yeah, yeah, yeah. discretion, but still you have to get out. Yeah. Yes, you have to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a couple of um, properties lately, higher end for sure, where the listing agent has to be there. 
I see that on, to me, that seems like everything over a certain price point. Certainly, yes, it's yeah. definitely higher end. And, yeah, very um, high end. You know, that can put in restrictions as well. I mean, you're, you're um, limited by the listing agent's availability. So that's before right. you choose that strategy, you know, I think that's okay if your house is, you know, at 20 very million. high and in. Yeah. But make sure that you're working with an agent that is going to, you know, have the time available to accept all appointments. Now, how do you there. feel about that as a showing agent when you know that you're going to have to meet the listing agent? You know, there? I used to not, I used to hate it. I will say that. I don't anymore. Yeah, I, I don't, don't as long as they're not following me around yeah. bugging me. Well, I get, and I guess that's why I don't hate it anymore. I find generally they kind of stand by the front door yeah. and they don't. That's fine. They don't interfere. Yeah. They don't try to talk. They just, uh, they're just really right. there to open the door and monitor you know, possessions, I think. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, no, so it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, I feel the same, but it's there every once in a while, it, there is someone who's following me around asking questions. And Well, I'll tell you, I, I always act on the assumption of whether there's a human body there or not that I'm being followed around. Yeah, oh yes. And I tell my buyers that when we go in, yeah. you know, mum's the word and uh Good behavior is the word, right? Because uh, there's so many instances where there are cameras, and, exactly. and we are being yeah, watched, even right. if that agent isn't there. I yeah. act as if someone's watching, and that would make more sense for in today's world to do that is to put a camera there as opposed to making the listing agent stand there. <laughs> yeah, walking. It is. It's a high. Um, it's a high dollar value. Yeah, really. Issue I think only. it's almost become a bit of a status thing. Maybe in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, uh, I mean, I have to do that on a listing coming up and I'm happy to do it and I will put no barriers in terms of appointments. So, but what if you have other, other, I'll make sure for this uh, that I won't, Mm -hmm. won't have any conflicts. Yeah. Now what you might do is, you know, sometimes included in making your place as available as possible is accepting like often I'll be in front of a house and call the number on the sign and want to go in right away. Yes. So that you can't do if some, so we'll have to restrict that. Yes. But I don't think at these types of houses get many of those kind of calls. No, mm-hmm. you probably, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't think it's an issue. Yeah. But, um, you know, my preference would be not to have that ever. Yeah. Yeah. Me too on either side. Um, okay. So that kind of, we talked about the next one, which was just staying at home. And so that's. Yeah. Get out. Get out. <laughs> I'm going to talk about uh, another one that kind of relates to that. So I think another mistake you can make is selling the property with your tenant in it. I think that you almost always leave money on the table if the tenant is there when you're trying to sell it. And there's we don't mean just physically being there. We mean being a tenant. Being a tenant. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I find about tenants is that they almost always are physically there. Yeah. And so true. yesterday I I think I saw six or seven properties and four of the the condos had tenants in them. In them as we were there and they were working from home, they were cooking, they were sitting watching TV. I mean, tenants don't care. They don't care. And it just doesn't show well. It doesn't represent the property well. It's a mistake. And if you have a, if you're a landlord and you have a tenant, there's really nothing you can do to make the tenant leave the property for a showing. No. I mean, all you need to do is give 24 hours notice. However, like a lot of people will ask me, should I wait till the tenant moves out before I sell? And I always say yes if you can yes if you can 100 yes. that's the preference yeah yeah so it's I think, always the preference yeah it's 
Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes it's not possible, but I'm saying if you have the opportunity, I think you leave money on the table with yeah. the tenants living there. They just don't, and this is a this is a sweeping statement, and I apologize to all tenants as we've all been, but most tenants do not leave the home in the way you want it to be presented if you were a seller yeah, uh, who lived there or a seller who who had moved out during the process. Yeah. And, you know, if, uh, if stuck with that situation and I'm a listing agent of a place with a tenant, like I bend over backwards yeah. to be, to do things for that tenant and to be sweet and kind and kill them with kindness and yeah, bring them wine, bring them flowers, buy them movie vouchers, like anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. because it, it makes such an impact it not does. having them there. Yeah. I have to say I've never listed anything that's had tenants, had a bad experience. They've all been great. Yeah, I have too, but they don't look like they do when you're selling and it's staged. Yeah, you and can't painted. paint, you can't bring yeah, in things. So yeah, so it affects the dollar value, yeah. period. Like there's just no, there's no right. way around it. So uh, it's not always possible to wait until your tenants leave. So um, so there are conditions around when you can list something in that ideal situation. Yeah, You can't, for example, um, other than at the end of a, of a lease, you can't just you know, decide to kick them out because you want to yeah. sell. Yeah. There's, there's, so the timing is important. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then another one we want to talk about is I think we mentioned on this uh, podcast before, but is leaving your pets at home for showings. And we're pet people. Mm-hmm. We love pets. But having pets at home is a problem for buyers, unfortunately. Um, sometimes, like I saw a place recently and the owner had like two giant pit bulls at home alone, not, you know, behind any... That's- and it was fine for me. My client was so scared, yeah. he wouldn't come in. Yeah. He wouldn't come in the house. Even though they were super friendly and uh, he just wouldn't do it. So that we didn't buy that house. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so not, not everybody's a pet person. So you don't want to do anything that's going to rule out anybody. That's right. And so if having a pet there does that you've sh- you've hurt your own chances yeah. um, even even if it's only you know 30 percent of the population that's 30 percent that missed out yeah so i think it's really important and i know it's hard to figure out what to do with them um but hopefully you know you have a, a friend or family member or maybe maybe when you rent that airbnb for the week you can take fido with you and so he doesn't freak people out mm-hmm. when they come in so um, and ca- even cats, right? People are allergic. Yeah. Um, you know, and even if I'm showing a place that has a pet, I'm like spending my whole time preoccupied with making sure the pet doesn't get out by mistake. Because yes. I don't want I don't want that on me. Right. So am I really then dedicating the attention to the property? No, I'm all I'm worried about is little, you know, Percy and yeah. Uh, yeah. don't let Percy out. Yeah, that's right. Be Percy. careful. It's all about, it becomes all about Percy. Right. And not about the house. So you don't want yeah, that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. Some people don't want to, you know, some people might not want to live in a house that had pets. Right. It would rather them not know. For, yeah. Right. Yeah, that right. There were any pets right. there. Was it your story or mine? I can't even remember now where somebody, somebody let the wrong cat in. No. Okay, so it was I was I don't think it actually happened to me, but it was somebody 
somebody let the wrong cat in and called and said, oh, I let the cat in. And then the owner was like, what cat? That's not, <laughs> I don't have Oh, that's cat. funny. That's, that's very funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or somebody, there was another story one time when someone let a cat in. It was, no, this was my, this was my listing. It was on one I sold in Etobicoke and they had a cat, but the neighbor let in. I said to the, it was during an open house. I said, don't let the cat out. And somebody said, oh no, I let the cat out. And then let the cat in, back in, but it wasn't. It was a different cat. It was a different cat. So the original cat had never actually left, but they saw a cat out and thought it was a cat. So the neighbor's cat ended up in the house. So there were two cats. Oh dear. Right. So, but apparently this cat was always trying to get in. Mm -hmm. So anyway, pretty funny. I don't see a lot of homes with pets, but it, you know, so people are listening to that message for the the good part. I went to one recently where there was a rabbit who was not caged. So it was totally adorable, but like had pooped everywhere. Well, and it's just that it then becomes about the rabbit. And then it becomes it's not about, about the, the rabbit. So that's, so, you're not trying to sell your rabbit. So no, why have your rabbit no. there? And so, and maybe at the very least, you might not want him. Like, I don't know where rabbits, I think they, I don't know where they, I guess they have like a litter box type thing. But anyway, he wasn't using it. So it right. was pretty funny. I was like, okay, great. Uh, they didn't buy it, needless to say. Okay, the last one that I wanted to talk about, this this is really affecting to me and my clients is like not having the proper temperature in the house. So in the middle of winter, you're, you, the sellers moved out and they're trying to save money. So they leave it really cold. Mm-hmm. And this really puts people off And the same thing in the summer. They don't put the air conditioning on and t- because they're trying to conserve, you know, energy and it's too hot in there. I can't tell you how many times I've left homes, especially in the summer with, buyers who are just it's too hot I can't I can't stand here mm-hmm. so it's really important you just leave your auto settings on whichever it is uh air, AC or heat and make sure that you're constantly monitoring that because it's really off-putting it's the slightest smallest thing you think but if people walk into a freezing cold house on a freezing cold day they don't want any part of it yeah it needs to be warm and inviting yeah and in the summer it needs to be nice and refreshing yeah so yeah and along those lines if you are leaving your house um because you're pursuing the strategy of uh, having an offer date and you're taking janelle's suggestion of going somewhere um, even if you're um doing that i would check on your house because i have gone into places in the winter and the people have obviously moved out while it's for sale and some previous visitor has opened up the windows and been left in there's like snow and rain and in the house and cold yes so if you're moving out check on your house that's right yeah yeah yes or have your agent but make sure somebody's kind of taking taking care of it um so yeah these were kind of like some ones that we thought maybe you haven't thought about or maybe you don't want to think about Uh, the obvious ones as we've talked about are you know cleaning and decluttering and you know, turning the lights on and all that kind of stuff. That's all part of the process, but wanted to give you a bit of an idea of some things that we see that Mm -hmm. I think could really cause you leaving money on the table. Yeah. So uh, as a selling agent, do you have a, like the, the funniest, like the funniest call I ever got listing a house was, um, I mean, I guess, uh, the seller didn't, realize or anticipate or expect that there could be appointments booked with fairly short notice after she'd already left the house so you have to leave the house 
every morning expecting that somebody might be in to see it. And I did get a call once to go and pick up all her panties that were oh. left all over the floor. <laughs> I did have to do that once. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so okay. put your panties away. Yes. Before you leave. <laughs> Isn't that, I mean, funny, but not funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I did the once also as a showing a house to buyers and this may or may not have in fact been the same house. Um, <laughs> come across an unexpectedly a teenager in bed. Oh, that happens yeah. all the time. I just, I, that happened to me just like the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone was in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell? You know, if there's someone homesick, and this was the reason primarily, I think, why this happened a couple of times, like let, your, let the agents know. Yeah, exactly. Like, first of all, give the buyers and their agents a chance to like, consider whether they don't want to go into a house with someone sick. That's but right. certainly let the listing agent know so they can pass on that news. Exactly. I mean, if like this happens, have, things happen. You have happen. to give us the option, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I went to one uh, on the weekend, and we're walking around like, oh, like it was, it was an, it wasn't a nice house. It was dirty. It was really misrepresented in the photos. We had been held off on seeing this house for a couple of weeks because the people had COVID. And so in the meantime, we, we went back when they were healthy again. Anyway, we're walking around like, Ooh, this is, uh, you know, whatever. And then sure enough, open the door and there's a teenager Mm -hmm who was lying in bed doing some work or something. And I was like, oops. <laughs> but why wouldn't you just let yeah. us know, like, yeah. Johnny's home, yeah. you know? And talk so. about misrepresenting. I once went to a condo, and it looked like a decent place in the pictures. When we got there, this is off topic, I guess, but there were, all over the unit, there were, um, there were ropes, and hanging, I think it was, you know, shower curtains, dividing off the condo into little <gasps> tiny cubbies. And there were people in oh each of them. My Landlord gosh. had no, the owner had no <gasps> idea. Yikers. It wasn't in the photos. Can you imagine? The owner had no idea. The owners were, the pictures I think were stale, were old. That's the other right. thing is, you know, if you, even if you had professional photos taken yeah. 15 years ago, it's, you know, things have changed, do them again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if you are going to have photos from the previous listing, I appreciate it when it says right in the remarks, the house doesn't look like this now. These are from yeah. previous at least you know. owners. Yeah. yeah, at least you know. And I get it, showing it in a good light to tr- attract attention. I and get as, it. at least if you tell me. You just give, yeah. give us the heads up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, good. So that probably wraps it up. Hopefully um, that's sort of helpful to anybody who might be thinking about selling and not wanting to uh, make these mistakes to make sure you get the most money you can. Mm-hmm. So feel free to reach out to us with any questions. If you have not seen yet, we are holding an investment property investment seminar on the 25th at 7 p.m. Online. Online in Zoom. On Zoom, you can uh, register on our Instagram page at the Janelle Cameron team. And you'll see the links there and you can register and, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you there if you're interested in buying an investment property and it's going to be geared more toward people with their first investment property. We'll try to answer all your questions there and just have, um, a little bit of a discussion and a lot of Q and a, and, um, hopefully can help some people get into the investment market. Cause I think right now is a great time to do that. So uh, again, follow us on all of our social channels at Janelle Cameron team. And in the meantime, we wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone. 
We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.